You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. 11-11, November the 11th, uh, 2023. Happy Veterans Day. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know how we uh, always talk about uh, it doesn't take away the heroism, the fact that it was squandered. Uh, I, I think a lot of veterans would agree, even our friend uh, the bombardier would agree that a lot of uh, that gallantry was <laughs> well or misallocated to say the least when's the last time a veteran fought in a war worthy of uh, american participation that was actually looking after the interests of the american people yeah they all ought to be getting no, no, that's a question that's a question Israel. yeah uh well you'd go back to uh 1812 i guess <laughs> I mean, I, I laugh. It's true, though. The Mexican War. Well, certainly, um, yeah, the Mexican War. It's certainly our side uh, during the war between the states. But, hey, listen, nevertheless, I loved that hour with Nick Griffin. Keith and I were talking. We went up to the green room, got some refreshments there during the top of the hour break. And I said, you know, Keith, if we'd have been a standard radio program, you would never be able to have guests like that. And a guy like Nick, I mean, that's what I got into this for, is to interview people like that. Now, people forget. I mean, it, when we went to the Republican National Convention alone, remember, we were getting press credentials everywhere uh, in, in 2016. But do you really want to interview well, a bunch of talking head, stuff shirt, Congress? Well, we did. Or somebody I, I, like, uh, see what we get. We get the it. people. We get the top minds to... Uh, discuss the issues of the day and i don't think you get that anywhere well we interviewed about a half a dozen sitting republican congress members at the republican national convention and we aired them on this program but none of them really said anything i can't even remember who they were they were just republicans from this district or that district they didn't have a national profile that's fine i mean they are sitting members of congress that's that's something right but i mean what harry but i asked them all i said you know what are you here for? What you, we're here to you know nominate Trump so he can fight liberalism. Okay, but let me let's talk. It was just all sort of just uh, astroturfed kind of stuff. And and if we had, who would you rather listen to tonight, ladies and gentlemen? Would you rather listen to a sitting member of Congress who's going to read to you on the air the APAC press release, or somebody like Nick Griffin, a former member of the European Parliament, who's cutting right to the bone on these issues? That's the difference between TPC and all the other programs. That's right, and we couldn't have if we'd been co-opted by the mainstream, we couldn't do it. So it's been a blessing that they have basically trained all their guns on this show and did the, and have done their very best to take us off the air. All that's done is make us stronger. Well, we were talking about the, all the wonderful guests that you hear in regular rotation on this program, and I'd rather be that. I, I really would. I mean, it's it's fun. I listen. I love having people on that have something interesting to say, whether they're a Hollywood... We've interviewed all kinds of people on this program. Historical figures, Hollywood celebrities, entertainers like Ted Nugent, members of Congress. Uh, but I, I, I like the shows like we did last week. I mean, Keith, last week you weren't with us on the road, but Simon Roach, Kevin McDonald, Michael Hill, give me those guys. Give me people who are paying a price and fighting for something. Give us people that are willing to 
make themselves a target for the forces of censorship and oppression in America and the world, but speak out about it, and furthermore, they're intelligent, uh, insightful commentators on what's happening in the world today. That's what you get here at the political cesspool, and it's, uh, you know, that's, if you are for the truth, you're going to be uh, the enemy of the government, of the uh, establishment, and, you know, we wouldn't have it any other way. Nope, we wouldn't, and we don't, and so that's it. But anyway, that's just uh, a 10-minute way of saying, or however long we've been on this segment, five or six minutes, uh, really enjoyed the interview with Nick Griffin. I mean, just great stuff. I mean, great guys. What a fellowship. What a fraternity that we have here, not just with one another here in the and studio. He's not trying to put a spin on anything. Well, he's, he's just, just telling you the, 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 you know, the, the, the truth, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. We have a great team here in the, the studio here and at our network, but, uh, of course, it goes beyond that to our featured guest and the wider listening audience it's just it's just a great thing here that we've got and uh, anyway we've got to shift gears here now well i guess i'll uh well if we only have a couple of minutes left we're going to get into the the leak of the manifesto of the so-called transgendered shooter of the covenant school in nashville now you got to remember things were different even as late as when i was born in 1980 in 1980, they called what they called transgendered now was just transvestites. And it's really still the same thing. It's someone dressing in the clothes of an opposite sex. Because as you know, you can mutilate yourself. You can lop off your genitals. You're not changing your chromosomes. You're not changing who you are. You're not changing your sex at birth. You are what you are. Well, they they no just had what. a Baptist preacher in Alabama who committed suicide because that. he was caught... Uh, just being a cross-dressing, cross yeah, he was right. cross-dressing. And compared to this person that was, uh, you know, responsible for the assassination of what six people? Uh, I mean, he was, uh, you know, he, he was I, I nowhere can, near as extreme as her. I never can remember when they're talking about transgender because it's all just made up. It's all it's it's fake. But but I mean, was this this perversion. was a male? Pretending to be a female, or was it the other way around? It was a female pretending to be a male. It, it was a the, the Nashville shooter was a female pretending to be a male because yeah. you never know because they call her a transgendered man, and I don't know if that if that means male going to female or pretending to be female or female. Whatever the case, we'll call it a transvestite. Whatever they say it is, they're the opposite. <laughs> if they say they're a man; it's a woman. If, if they say you're a woman, you're a man. What is Bruce Jenner? He is a man pretending to be a woman. But the media calls him uh, Mrs. Uh, Jenner. I guess. <laughs> In fact, I think Mrs. Jenner got married to a man here recently. I saw something about that. I couldn't even be bothered to uh, <laughs> click on to that and find out what it's, the particulars were. It's a little bit confusing, but anyway. And disgusting. That's not <laughs> – we're not re litigating all of that. You already know all of that. But I think that there is uh, – well, how did I word it here? Um, I guess some manifestos are more newsworthy than others, Keith. Am I right? I mean, we're coming up on a break. We are going to take this break. Yeah. But All animals we... are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. <laughs> and the media does not want you to know what this transgender shooter had on her mind or his mind 
when they were killing all these people, but they certainly want you to know what was on Dylan Roof's mind. That's what we're get, that's that's kind of what we're going to be getting at in the next segment. Why why do some manifestos come out immediately before the suspects even caught? They are out. They're on the news. Everybody's talking about them. I mean, we have what do we call it? The media narrative chart. It's a little, yeah. but I mean, th- th- we get that. I mean, white on black violence. It's all about race. Black on white violence, it's about guns. We, we know how they spin that, but this is something a little bit different. It's whether or not the manifesto gets released or not. Well, you know, they're not only grudgingly accepting that this is what the person actually said, they're trying to bring some type of punitive action against the people that leaked the truth to the American people. All right, All right that's what we're getting into in the next segment. We're going to get into it next And we're going to get into it hard and fast, so stay tuned. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com where you can meet all of your Southern needs. While you're waiting, drop by our Confederate corner for a free cup of coffee and good conversation. Remember, there are no strangers here, just friends who haven't met yet. Dixie Republic, we're not just a roadside attraction, we're a destination for our people. For more information, visit DixieRepublic.com. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. In the medical field, IT security is crucial. Our highly skilled consultants are HIPAA certified and have 20 plus years of experience servicing medical clinics, billing and supply companies. We offer comprehensive endpoint protection, guarding your computers and servers against all stages of threats. And with our 24-7 monitoring services, you'll never worry about extensive downtime again. Ready to level up your IT support? Call 801-706-6980 today and discover how great IT services can be with managed IT services. All right, Keith, I already forgot what you said in the last segment. Did you say this this person was a woman pretending to be a man? All right, that follows then because they're, they're listing the name as Audrey Hale. But you never know with the media if they're going to list their actual name or their assumed name. Like they refer to Bruce as Caitlin. Well, Caitlin's not his name. That's just the name he picked when he started to pretend he was a woman. So you never really know. But they're listing this person's name as Audrey Hale. That was her 
birth name. Well, at least Bruce Jenner had an excuse. He was married to a Kardashian. <laughs> that would drive anybody around the bend. But, yeah, uh, that's th- true. Th- this person didn't have that excuse. All right, so this is, uh, okay, Audrey Hell is her real name, so-called transgender, pretending to be a man. Well, anyway, the, 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 the reason we're bringing this back up now is because apparently Steven Crowder, who is actually a cuck, I mean, he is terrible, but he was, somehow was able to ferret out this manifesto and leak it. And I think it, the, the question isn't why was this person targeting white Christians? The, 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 what the city of Nashville is concerned about is how Steven Crowder got it, and we got to go after him. Uh, that's the first talk. See, see that, that there are exceptions to the First Amendment, and apparently if you are going to put the motivation of one of their uh, favored minority groups like transgendered individuals or blacks or uh, whatever, Jews, well, then that's an exception. You know, free speech does not extend to you, and uh, they're going to try to punish you. The fact they are making no bones about it, they intend to punish this person. They want to track him down, put him in jail. Let me tell you, that is just so antithetical to what America stands for. The America that I grew up in uh, back, you know, uh, during the baby boom years and whatnot. No one would ever have dared to say something like that in public. Because if some public figure said they wanted to punish someone for leaking the truth to the American people, I mean, there would have been such a reaction. It would have been like a, a, a you know, a four, four alarm fire. All right, let's take a look at this manifesto. And we're going to consider this to be authentic and genuine. I, 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 that's my gut feeling. All right, so we're going to take this on face value that this is what it is. So I'm reading it now in the... Louder with Crowder. Uh, this is the killer's, uh, you know, allegedly on, uh, on, on handwriting. That was leaked by Crowder in his Louder uh, by Crowder <laughs> uh, show. That's right. Uh, And she writes, uh, again, we have to say allegedly, death day. Today is the day. The day has finally come. I can't believe it's here. Don't know how I was able to get this far, but here I am. I'm a little nervous, but excited too. Been excited for the past two weeks. Now, what this person is talking about is she's excited over the fact that she's about to walk into a Christian school and kill children. And kill children under 10 years old. Uh, There were several times I could have been caught. None of that matters now. I'm almost an hour and seven minutes away. Can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. My only fear is that something goes wrong. I'll do my best to prevent any of that sort. Uh, It might be 10 minutes tops. It might be three to seven. It's going to go quick. I hope I have a high death count. Ready to die, Audrey. That's the first page. And then the second one reads, kill those kids, those crackers. Now, that's obviously, if you had a such a thing. that Old-fashioned would... slang from to talk about a poor white person in the South. Kill... There, there used to be a minor league baseball team out of Atlanta before they had the Braves called the Atlanta Crackers. Uh, well, we can get behind that. Kill those kids, those crackers, going to private fancy schools with their fancy khakis and sports backpacks. With their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. F you little blank. I wish to shoot you blank, blank. Your mop, yellow hair. Want to kill all you little crackers. Bunch of little. 
And then this person who is supposed to be a member of the support group of the regime, aren't homosexuals, you know, standard part and parcel homosexuals supposed to be in league with the transgender? Well, she refers to these Christian kids as, we can't say it on the air, but it rhymes with maggot, okay? You get that? Bunch of little maggots with your white privileges. F you maggots. So That's anyway, one of those exceptions to the rules. See, the rules <laughs> well, sort don't of like apply. when blacks can call each other uh, the, you know, the, the dreaded N word, which uh, you know we have to censor as well. Uh, but anyway, so she's talking about white privilege, fancy schools, khakis and sports backpacks, blonde hair, crackers. She also calls them what rhymes with maggot. But in any event. I think the media is entirely culpable for this. All of this white privilege, that is a true conspiracy theory. They say if you say that the white population is going down in the United States, it was 90% in the 60s, it's like 50 or 60% now. If you notice that you're a conspiracy theorist, they want you to think that it's not really happening. That's a matter of fact. It's not a, a great replacement theory. It's a great replacement fact, but they call you a conspiracy theorist if you notice what everybody obviously sees. Uh, but white privilege, that truly is a conspiracy theory. That is not true. Not in the age of welfare, affirmative action, and set-asides. Are you kidding? White straight males are the most targeted and the most discriminated against portion of the population. And uh, so I say that the media, Keith, is entirely culpable for this white privilege conspiracy theory that obviously motivated in some part this deranged sicko to go and kill these white school kids. White privilege is such a uh, misnomer. It would be like, uh, you know, uh, black astrophysicists or something like that. It just does not exist anymore. And uh, the perfect example of that is that there was a report in the last couple of weeks that the Standard & Poor's top 100 companies in the nation since the COVID ex uh, epidemic and the lockdowns <clears throat> has only hired 6% of their new hires from among white heterosexual males. The, uh, the other 94% are various people of color, uh, and gender persuasions that are not standard. This is what, you know, so we're privileged, but we only get 6% of the new jobs with the 100 largest companies in America. You know, what type of privilege is that? You know, that, that, that's so absurd. And they're, still, they're talking as if the world, is, is, we're still living in 1950s America, and it's not true. Well, that would have been a better, I wish we were. I wish Didn't we were. Work. Didn't things work a lot better back then when we were? Well, listen to this uh, as we continue on. This Death Day manifesto by the Covenant school shooter, Audrey Hale. That we just talked about how the white privilege conspiracy theory that is pushed upon us every day in schools, in the media, by groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center and the ADL. I think they're all culpable in this. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you why, or at least they certainly use the inverse as reason for certain organizations to be culpable in uh, with the shoes on the opposite foot of a killer. But we've got the schedule of death day. Here is Audrey Hill's death day schedule. 7 a.m. Get dressed. 7.05. Leave with stuffed animals and possessions. 9 a.m. Eat breakfast. 9.30. Pack up special belonging and backpack. 9.50. Test knife. Uh, or glass breaker on dad's old cars. 10 a.m. Leave for Royal Range. 10.20. Gear up and set up guns in the trunk. Assemble and get out the vest with magazines inside. 11.20 a.m. Final videotape. 
11.35, leave for the Covenant School. 12 o'clock, arrive at Covenant. Check parking lot for security. 12.05, arrive in designated parking space. 12.10, prepare for attack. Lock and load all weapons. 12.30, open fire towards... And I can't read what she's calling these kids. Uh, I can't read the writing there. Uh, and then 12.35... it's not complimentary. 12.35, time to die. So, I mean, look... What motivated this person? You could say, yes, she was sick. I mean, obviously, she's got to be sick if she's considering herself a transgendered male. Right. What motivated her was irrational hatred. An irrational hatred for white privileged kids, as she wrote here, according to this leaked manifesto, those crackers, the private fancy school kids in their khakis and sports backpacks driving in their daddy's Mustangs, uh, yellow hair. They're talking about, obviously, blonde-haired kids here, uh, or she is. And so, again, this theory of white privilege, there was an irrational hatred, I think, driven on by the media and by these hate groups like the ADL and the SPLC. The SPLC has already motivated one person to, to try to attempt murder, and we'll talk about that in a second. That's the case of Floyd uh, Corkins. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I mean, if Dylan Roof, if the Council of Conservative Citizens was in some way culpable for Dylan Roof, which it was not in any way whatsoever, we're going to cover that in depth in the next segment, but they said it was, how are they not culpable for this, Keith? Well, the answer is they are culpable for it. And the fact that they're trying to protect those people from the criticism they so richly deserve for their hatred shows you that they are not uh, in any way advocates of free speech they're just advocates of their people we're gonna again talk about what manifestos are newsworthy and which aren't are we gonna compare apples to apples or apples to oranges you decide when we come back we're gonna bring this to a head in the next segment protecting your liberties you're listening to liberty news radio USA News, I'm Skip Kelly. The nation paid tributes to its military veterans today. President Biden took part in a Veterans Day wreath-laying ceremony at Arlington National Cemetery Saturday morning. Biden announced changes to veterans' health care benefits, including the creation of a task force designed to protect veterans from scams. According to European Union scientists, this year is projected to be the warmest in the past 125,000 years. This conclusion comes after the world experienced its hottest October on record last month. The EU's Copernicus Climate Change Service reported that last month's temperatures surpassed the previous October record from 2019 by nearly half a degree Celsius. They attributed the heightened temperatures to greenhouse gas emissions resulting from human activities and the ocean surface warming El Nino weather pattern. I'm John Schaefer. Sacramento is taking a stand against misinformation with a new California law set to go into effect next year. This Democrat-backed legislation requires all K-12 through students in schools to receive education in media literacy skills. The curriculum will focus on developing critical thinking when assessing online stories and recognizing potential falsehoods. Instead of a standalone program, these lessons will be seamlessly incorporated into existing classes throughout the school year. A recent Gallup poll says 69% of people polled believe abortion should be legal in the first three months of pregnancy. 
In that same poll, 66% of Americans believe abortion should not be legal under any circumstances. This, as Congressman Hakeem Jeffries, House Minority Leader, tells MSNBC, there should be no restrictions on abortion. Abortion care should be a choice between a woman and her doctor, period, full stop. Not these extreme politicians who are trying to jam their ideology uh, into this incredibly important, sensitive health care decision. This is USA News. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? low-cost airlines with one call to low-cost airlines you'll drastically slash your travel costs we're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations where would you like to go london rome costa rica australia wow that's cheap so why wait call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the u.s or international our prices are so low we can't publish them the only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's Well, you know, during the breaks, uh, we're always talking about something. But you never know what we're going to be talking about. And it's not always... Uh, Neither do we. <laughs> and don't not, ask if we know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's not always related to the previous segment. Sometimes we take a little break and then we come back and we get right back to work. And uh, sometimes we chase rabbits or sing about them. Right. Now, tell them the song we were talking about. In the last segment. Well, I surprised James. He thought I'd well, never Ke- heard I was of trying a song. to get Keith to move down the I was trying to get Keith to move down the hall here at the studio, so I started singing the song. I think it's from the thirties. It was pre World War Two. Run rabbit, run rabbit, run, run, run. And the rest of it is don't let the hunter have his He started fun. singing it. I couldn't He'll believe he get did that. Pie without his rabbit pie, so run rabbit, run, rabbit, run. Are you talking about can you imagine that I remember something like that? We still had a chance back then. I gotta find out when that song was written, but it was pre World War Two. And anyway, <laughs> We were just walking in the hall here. I was trying to get Keith to move because I knew we were running out of. We got a clock here that tells us when we're back on the air, the on-air clock. And like Keith, you got to move. You know, so I, and then he 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 responded with the second verse. That's how we communicate. Sometimes we just communicate in song in the break. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Keith, the question here is: When is the manifesto newsworthy? When is it not? Well, I think the answer is, of course, if it can be used to harm whites. Uh, the manifesto will be released and or heterosexuals. And uh, if it can't, if it uh, is harmful to one of the support groups of the regime, it's just going to be suppressed. So here is a, a little comparison. Uh, this one came out. I do believe this to be authentic. Stephen Crowder is not manufacturing this. This is probably the real deal. And uh, so we'll take that at face value now. But it was suppressed. It never came out. The the uh, the city, uh, the county, the state, uh, law the law enforcement, enforcement was all in a conspiracy against the public and the truth. Now let's compare this to another very similar shooting. Now the victims were different, but I think the kill count was 
relatively close. The Covenant School versus, obviously, the situation in Charleston with Dylan Roof. With Dylan Roof, you had the manifesto. This may be a slight, but only slight exaggeration. You had his uh, purported manifesto released, I think, before he was even arrested. I mean, they found that so lickety-split. Not only did they find it, they got it out to every press organ in uh, makes you think no they might have had prior warning about this and let it just happen. Well, I mean, he could have left it if he even wrote it. But see, here's the thing with the Audrey Hale manifesto is I've actually seen screenshots of it. With Dylan Roof, you only read about what he allegedly wrote in the press. And unlike Ted Bundy and all of these other serial killers, nobody ever interviews him. I've never heard anything from Dylan Roof. I don't know if anything I ever read about Dylan Roof was true. Now, I do believe... Look, I, I saw a picture of him with a Confederate flag. I mean, that I, I guess I'll say that was he probably had that. I, it could have been photoshopped. Who the hell knows? But what the thing you remember about Dylan Roof was, uh, what was the thing that you read over and over and over and over and over and over and over again about Dylan Roof? Two things: Confederate flag. I mean, they used the Dylan Roof murders. It was tragic, senseless, shouldn't have happened. But they used that as uh, to. Kick off an anti-Confederate uh, uh, emblems and symbols. Uh, Monuments. Movement. And it, it very, very quickly bloomed into an all-out anti-American, uh, all-white males. And, uh, not only anti-American, but anti-white. Well, that's the, well, of course. I mean, you, you again, before 1960, if you were talking about Americans, you were talking about whites, okay? But uh, especially with regards to monuments and things like that. So, uh, again, we won't split hairs. But in the Dylan Roof situation... They use that, obviously, as the pretext to go after all of these historical monuments and works of arts and masterpieces, yes. But they said, and the one thing you knew about Dylan Roof in the early days after that shooting was he allegedly went to the Council of Conservative Citizens website. They wrote time and time again, every major press organ, because, again, they're all mouthpieces for the, for the system. They're all speaking from the same narrative they wrote that Dylan Roof was inspired by the CFCC. Uh, the CFCC inspired Dylan Roof to undertake these, these, uh, these murders. Now, uh, how did that happen? Well, according to the story, and again, I've never seen any evidence of this. They've never interviewed Dylan Roof, or I heard this from his own mouth. I've never seen any of his writings. I just read about it through the press. So we'll have to take their word for it because we know the press never lies. But they said that, he went to the CFCC website and he saw where the CFCC at the time, this was back in the mid-2010s, of course, had cited FBI and Department of Justice interracial crime statistics. And it was because of that that he went out and did what he did at the, Char at the black Char uh, church in Charleston. Uh, Okay, so he goes to a website and he gets fact-based information about interracial crime. But that wasn't how they presented it. They presented it as the CFCC inspired him to do his murders, okay? The CFCC was culpable. So I say if the CFCC is culpable, how is the entire establishment media not culpable for pushing this? What is the CFCC was at least putting factual information up about an interracial crime. This whole thing about white privilege, that is a media-manufactured narrative. They're all and, culpable. And, if and one is culpable, more, they're all culpable. Well, more than anything else, the white privilege uh, narrative is false. They never said that Dylan Roof was reacting to false information, right? Here we go. Keep going. Keep going. And see... Uh, 
the truth of actual Department of Justice crime data, in other words, the truth is actionable if it doesn't support their particular slant on a particular issue. On the other hand, you can tell a lie, but that's going to be a true lie. It's like these people saying that, you know, even when somebody lies about what a white male has done to them, for example, uh, you cannot castigate or in any way punish the person who spoke those lies because there is some inner truth to her his or her narrative or its narrative, I guess, nowadays, and that protects them. They're, in other words, it's just like the Queen of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland. Words mean what I say they mean, nothing more and nothing less. All right. Exactly. So in the situation with Audrey Hale here in the Covenant School shooting in Nashville, we know that she was motivated by the white privilege conspiracy theory. And hatred of white people. We do not know for a fact that it was the CFCC putting fact-based information from the FBI and the DOJ on interracial crimes that that's what motivated him to do what he did. All right. We do not know but that. We do I know that not the council seen of, that. We do know that the Council of the Conservative Citizen did publish actual Department of that's Justice right. information. That's right. And But here's the situation. The situation is Roof was entirely inspired by the CFCC. Audrey Hale, well, not only was she not inspired by any of the, the system organs, you're not even supposed to see her manifesto at all. It's completely completely suppressed, whereas the Roof Manifesto was released within, it seemed, minutes. The Audrey Hale Manifesto is completely suppressed, and when it does come to light, is the situation, are we talking about what she wrote? Are we trying to get to the answers and to the bottom of how that could be? No, we're going after the people who actually leaked it, which it should have been public. Why can one be public knowledge and one not? They should, if, they're both, if, they're, if, it's, if it's open season on manifestos, they all need to come out as soon as you find them. Well, see, also... The source of the information with Dylan Roof was Department of Justice crime statistics. Okay? And what's a manifesto? I mean, these were just scribble rantings from a deranged but person. They didn't I say can't. that the Department of Justice was culpable in any way. No, but when the Council of Conservative Citizens republishes their information, then the Council of Conservative Citizens is culpable. You know, what's wrong with this picture, <laughs> folks? You nailed it, Keith. I mean, that brings it to a close, really. But then there was one other case. It was a situation of Floyd Lee Corkins. Floyd Lee Corkins a black man. saw that uh, there was a Christian conservative organization who was listed on the, S the entirely discredited SPLC's so-called hate watch list. Southern Poverty Law Center, for those not in the know. And he went to the headquarters of this alleged hate group, and his uh, intent was to shoot or kill as many people as he could and then smear Chick-fil-A sandwiches in their faces. <laughs> and he shot a security guard before he was, you know, brought down. And now how do we know this is a fact? Because he said so with his own voice. We know that this person, Floyd Lee Corkins, said this. He said he went there to this particular place. He targeted this particular place because it was on the SPLC's list of hate groups. And he intended to kill people there because it was the, uh, because the SPLC had listed them as a hate group. Why has the SPLC not been held to the same standard as the CFCC? By the media and by everybody. 
And the only reason this guy, Floyd Lee Corkins, was caught was because his appetite for Chick-fil-A sandwiches overcame his flight uh, <laughs> instinct. So he was sitting there eating the sandwiches he intended well, to Well, I don't know if he was the, I don't know if that. You're, you're, you're joking. You're yeah, joking. I'm, but, I'm but, joking but, on but, this, but, but whatever but. it is, you know, look, that was obviously – uh, motivation for well, him. He, he said it in his own interviews with the police. He admitted I've it. I've never I mean, heard is, Dylan Roof say that that was Exactly. Well, because you've never heard anything from him. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. The Honorable Cause of Free South is a collection of 12 essays written by Southern Nationalist authors. The book explores topics such as what is the Southern nation, what is Southern nationalism, and how can we achieve a free and independent Dixie. The Honorable Cause answers questions on our own terms. The book invites readers to understand for themselves why a free and independent Dixie is both preferable and possible. The book pulls in some of the biggest producers of pro-South content, including James Edwards, the host and creator of The Political Cesspool, Ann Wilson-Smith, author of Charlottesville Untold, Arkansas congressional candidate and activist Neil Kumar, host and creator of the Dissident Mama podcast, Rebecca Dillingham, author of A Walk in the Park, My Charlottesville Story, Identity Dixies, Patrick Martin, and yours truly, Michael Hill, founder and president of the League of the South, as well as several other authors. The Honorable Cause is available now at Amazon.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. How does the media and law enforcement and governmental entities decide when one manifesto is to be released and one isn't? Well, we certainly know. If it makes white people look bad, it's going to be released. If it draws sympathy for whites, it's not. I think that's the bottom line here, Keith. It is. You know, it's not, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's like Orwell's Animal Farm. All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. They have a, it, it doesn't matter who uh, it matters who says it more than what is said and they you know there's verifiable truth to national justice department crime statistics which is supposedly what motivated Dylan Roof on the other hand the rantings of uh you know the shooter at the Covenant uh, Christian School there's nothing that you can point to that is factual and uh, approved of by 
official America that motivated her. But on the other hand, she is treated, she is handled with kit gloves. And, uh, you know, Dylan Roof, it's like they've cut his tongue out. You know, no one's ever going to hear his voice ever again. Uh, not that, you know, but what we would like to do is have a level playing field. Let's report things. If you're going to report Dylan Roof's manifesto, report the Covenant Christian School Shooters manifesto, too. That's all we ask. We ask for equal treatment, equal justice under the law. Supposedly. Separate but equal. Is <laughs> <laughs> that so bad? No, well, no. because no, that's, a separate, they're, they're, that's a separate issue. They're, they're separate mind. but unequal is what they, they've replaced separate with equal <laughs> with. I need you to up your commentary. Cousin Brucey's beating us tonight. Oh, we got to do it, man. <laughs> Cousin Brucey just pulled ahead of us. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, so, no, I mean, that, that no, that's it. And, again, with the SPLC, that's interesting because, I mean, the, they, the media, as a result of the SPLC, just claiming because, I mean, all we know is that it was reported that Dylan Roof went to the CFCC's website. I don't even know if that's true. That was in 2015. That was eight years ago now. Can you believe that? It was alleged by the media that he went to the CFCC's website, and there he found interracial crime statistics, and that's what motivated him to go kill these innocent blacks at the church in Charleston. Only, only two possible solutions, uh, explanations for that, James. Either there was a written manifesto that I haven't seen, or the FBI was following and tracking him so closely that they knew what he was Who thinking. Who knows? And I mean, it, and it on is the entirely, other hand, if they did that, why didn't they intervene and stop him from doing this? It's entirely plausible that he could have killed these black people. And again, that's senseless. I mean, that that, that does not help our cause. That is not and, anything. And, and there's anybody, nothing, nothing in National Justice Department uh, crime statistics that would have justified that. But I'll, I'll, no, I'm just saying it's possible that he could have done that. And then all of this get planted. I'm not. Look, I don't want to get too far out in the tall grass. I'm not saying that's what happened. What I, I am saying is all of this was brought to the media immediately. He went to the CFCC's website. They saw He saw interracial crime statistics. I don't know if he went to the website at all. I haven't seen any evidence of that. I haven't seen a manifesto. I've just read what's been put in the news. But what I, I, I certainly see here in Nashville is it was suppressed for months, not minutes, months, months. And in the situation with the SPLC, with this Floyd Lee Corkins, we know from the suspect or the convicted, he's in, in prison now. He's the convicted. He was the shooter. There's no doubt about that. We don't have to say allegedly or whatever. He said he did it because the SPLC put this group on their hate watch list. So why aren't they held accountable in, the, in, in, in a similar fashion? This is, the, this is what interests me about this manifesto. The one was suppressed for months. One came out within minutes. And then, by the way, you get this guy who's targeting a Christian organization because the SPLC called them a hate group, and that just gets completely 86 entirely. Well, there's such a complete lack of equality and transparency when you compare these different episodes that it's mind-boggling. We live in a... Uh, a, a regime that would have made Stalinist Russia look benign. All right. So here is uh, real quick. We'll play this. I got a laugh out of this. This is something Sam Bushman did just as a as a joke. Uh, and then it turned out to be pretty interesting. He asked Alexa, do you know what Alexa is? Yeah. All right. So Alexa is this 
Amazon generated AI technology that is Alexa, to tell me what the uh, uh, current price of Procter Gamble stock is. Exactly, stuff like that. And it's ported into hundreds of millions of devices worldwide. Well, Sam Bushman asked a question of Alexa and a uh, pretty interesting question, got a pretty interesting answer when you consider that this is Amazon created software. Exactly. All right, let's let's listen to it. If we can. Alexa, has the SPLC been discredited as an organization? Yes, the SPLC has been discredited as an organization. The SPLC was once a reputable organization but has devolved into a far-left propaganda machine and a direct mail scam that harms the possibility of civil discourse and has been accused of slandering organizations with which it disagrees. <laughs> I got a big time kick out of that. The computer is more uh, truthful than a real living and breathing left. Now, everybody who's in the know, I have to admit this because I got a, a, a slight rap on the on the cheek for this. Yes, I do know and I fully understand that the SPLC was never a reputable organization. They were bad from the beginning. As Pat Buchanan bad was... Bad to the bone is... Uh, what, who was it said that? <laughs> uh, that was Thurgood. George Thorogood and the yeah. Destroyers. But uh, as Pat Buchanan was right from the beginning, according to his autobiography, the SPLC was bad from the beginning. I get that. They were never good. They were never on the side of the good. But the fact that an Amazon-created AI technology would answer that way... That's that. That's noteworthy. We're gonna have to send Alexa to a uh, uh, reprogramming uh, camp. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah well, uh, you see this all the time camp. with these AI robots, and the, but see, you know, these computers—they're basically computers. So they're they they are you know as a computer would do. Uh, they're gonna track trends and data and evidence, and and so they come back as as so-called racists. And they have to get shut down and reprogrammed. Well, there's something to be learned there. Racists probably are truth tellers. You know, uh, that's you what they're Whatever telling Whatever racist is these days. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, it's been, uh, well, so far so good for tonight's broadcast. Am I right? It, uh, I, should mention, I should mention very quickly here that if you go to thepoliticalcesspool.org tonight, you will find a print interview that a Slovenian magazine did with me recently. And did you get a chance to check that out? I did. I saw that. I didn't, I had never heard of that magazine before, but it sounded like a very nice uh, interview. Well, within the last couple of weeks, we've turned down Rolling Stone, but we granted an interview to this uh, Slovenian magazine. And uh, it, it's, it's sort of similar to Rolling Stone in a way. It's a print magazine that focuses on political news, but also covers history, culture, film, sports, and entertainment. And like Rolling Stone, this publication can be found on newsstands throughout its respective nation. But unlike its American counterpart, the European uh, magazine was interested in objective uh, uh, truth and presented uh, presented our, our positions fairly. And so that's why we grant some interviews and decline others. Uh, but it is uh, it is up, and you can read it now at thepoliticalaccessible.org. We're always up to something around here. Well, it reminds me of that old uh, turn of the 19th to 20th century newspaper that said that it printed all the news that's fit to print. Uh, well, I thought that was, a, was that the New York Times that did that? Yeah, but see, the modern left has decided that most of the information that's truthful is not fit to print. Well, I'll tell you this. What I do know, check that interview out. It was, it was a fun interview. And we've got the, the uh, transcription there at thepoliticalaccessible.org. But we are entering into now, can you believe it, Keith, here, as we said, on the 11th day of November, 
We're turning the corner right now. This, we're turning the corner. We're looking at the home stretch of 2023. Don't look now. And then hold on to your hat when 2024 comes around. <laughs> I'm about here. to get to that. But we're, we're, we're turning this corner and entering into the home stretch of our annual broadcast calendar. And it's really hard to believe that that's the case. There is only a month and a half left in the year. And so we're beginning to transition into the holiday season. This is such a fun time for us here at TPC, that season between Halloween and, and New Year's. And um, I promise you this, a noteworthy November. How about that? Filled with excellent commentary, great gifts, and all the rest. But if you look back on our broadcasting year to date, all the way back to the very first show of the year, which was uh, Saturday, January 7th, uh, to last week's show, uh, remote broadcast at the League of the South meeting tonight with Nick Griffin and every show in between the first and the current. It has been a fantastic year, and we're going to, we promise we're going to end the year on a high note because, as you said, Keith, next year, God help us, what's going to happen? I mean, what's going to happen? We talked about it with Nick Griffin. World War III, an economic collapse, Trump's going to prison. It's all on the table for next year. Total electoral collapse of the American governmental system. And you got the situation where Trump's clobbering Joe Biden in the swing states. All those states he lost in 2020, he's up like five or six points. He never led, according to the system's polls, he never led Clinton or Biden at any point. Now, he won. He they Well, he, maybe he won both, but he won against Clinton. He didn't. Uh, get credit for winning against Biden or whatever well, really happened there. I, I, maybe he lost. I don't know, but I'm just saying we, we, we'll never know. But uh, but the one he won and the one he lost, he was never leading in the polls. He's leading in the polls big time. Well, right the, the only reason we'll never know, James, is because the establishment will never let us have a bona fide investigation and no bona fide. Well, they were supposed to be looking it into it uh, the, the, uh, that day of January 6th. Yeah, and then don't, the, don't, don't get excited about few, seeing Trump ahead in the polls because. Our enemies, our ideological enemies, have already figured that into the system, and they will cheat. They've proven they'll cheat to win an election before, and they'll do it now. And what all of these people that worship the civil rights movement will not acknowledge is that all of this electoral uh, you know, chicanery had its genesis in the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Here's the uh, story. The story reads, President Biden is trailing Donald Trump in five of the six most important battleground states one year before the 2024 election. Suffering from enormous doubts about his age and deep dissatisfaction over his handling of the economy. Again, 20 bucks to get a Big Mac in Connecticut. Are you kidding me? It costs 100 bucks to take a family to McDonald's in Connecticut and a host of other issues. We're, we're closing in on $10 a gallon for <laughs> gasoline, too. Uh, the results show uh, Mr. Biden losing to Mr. Trump. It has to be the New York Times that they're referring to everybody as Mr. His likeliest Republican rival by three to ten percentage points among registered voters in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania. I think he lost all of those states in 2020. Mr. Biden's only ahead in Wisconsin by two percentage points, the poll found. And he's going to prison next year. So I'm telling uh, you. But what's driving it is this clown show called the Republican debates. I've never seen a sorrier group of individuals. Well, I don't know what they're debating in my life. Because they're all down 50 points to Trump. They're just sort of competing for who's going to get the silver medal. None of them are competing for it to be the nominee. Hey, we take man a of the year. <laughs> well, Trump could win that one. I mean, it's just. It's yeah, a damn 40, thing. There's no choice for Republicans. We'll be right back. 